you're going to feel a slight pinch, then awesome. For some reason, I've been unable to keep my teeth insured for most of my adult life. My body, no problem. Regular health insurance I can pull off. I've been fortunate enough to be able to walk into a doctor's office and have him poke and prod me with various implements for a minimal fee all my life. But that does not help my teeth. Why insuring one's body excludes insuring one's teeth is a mystery we'll have to solve another time, though. Because I am totally capable of solving this nation's healthcare crisis in 1,000 words or less. Point is, dental insurance frequently eludes me, which can be a problem given the on-again, off-again relationship I have with my teeth. By virtue of my periodic uninsured status, I've been known to go on dental work benders when I either know or have a sense that my teeth are going to be uninsured and on their own in the not-too-distant future. These benders can be anything from a standard checkup to full-on mouth-face surgery type stuff. The gold standard for last-minute insurance cash-ins was right before I moved to New York City. I had dental insurance at my job, but I knew after I quit and moved to the city my teeth would be uninsured for an unspecified period of time. Additionally, I had known for some time that my wisdom teeth had been brewing up trouble in the recesses of my jaws for years. You know, vandalizing mailboxes and throwing rocks through windows and the like, as wisdom teeth do. So, after putting in my two weeks notice at my job, I proceeded to take three days off from work for wisdom teeth surgery and recovery. Classy move, I know. I consulted my dentist, Doobie, to find a good oral surgeon who would accept my fleeting dental insurance, and, a couple days later, I found myself in an office park outside of Albany inhaling nitrous oxide. That's a really nice light you have there, I said in a daze. Oh, thank you, the oral surgeon replied. I had followed his breathe-through-your-nose directions a little too well, perhaps. I was high as a kite and feeling pretty good about my current situation. Any anxiety I had prior to sitting in that well-lit dentist chair was a distant memory. This was a good thing, since at that moment there was a needle being shoved into my arm that felt like it was about a foot long. Under normal circumstances, this would have been cause for concern. These circumstances were decidedly abnormal, however, so instead I just found it hilarious. I soon realized that wasn't the needle so much as the feeling of the drugs exiting the needle traveling up through my veins. For all of my numbness, I was hyper-aware of what was happening around me, and I was having a blast. (laughs) I'm starting to see the appeal of recreational drug use with hyperdermic needles, I said to absolutely no one in particular. As the good shit kicked in and coursed through the rest of my body, things started to get rather hazy. The Aphex Twin CD I was listening to on my headphones, Selected Ambient Works, Volume 2, Disc 1, started echoing around in my head in a crazed cacophony of sounds that would probably scare Richard D. James himself, and he's a scary dude. And I was more or less unconscious. When I came to hours later, days later? There were two holes in my mouth and a lot of blood. I wrote about it at the time. From the Rafferty Archives, May 2006. 
Have you ever been flossing and found a little chunk of food stuck between your teeth and wondered, hmm, how long has that been in there? Well, I've been experiencing a lot of that lately, only instead of little food pieces, I'm finding the better part of meals. Where are they hiding, you ask? Well, there's these two gaping holes in my mouth right now where my bottom two wisdom teeth used to be. It's been about four hours since I sat down in the chair at the dentist's office, but it feels like half that. Maybe less. I got some gas, which didn't really do anything, but then I got a needle full of drugs put into me, and I didn't really care what happened. I had no idea what was going on, but wanted desperately to find out, which is why I was insisting on pictures being taken, like a Japanese tourist. Perhaps this is why the doctor had me pay up front. It seemed a little suspicious at the time, but he's probably realized over the years that his patients are too delirious and or insane to sign any paperwork after they've been drugged. I'm okay now, though. I'm feeling and typing relatively coherently. In fact, I seem to actually be typing faster and more accurately than I regularly do. Time seems to be moving at an accelerated pace. This is bizarre. Rereading this, it sounds like that needle was full of cocaine and roofies. Possibly some opium as well to account for my apparently insatiable need for photographic documentation. Because the Japanese love their opium. Despite having insurance, the wisdom teeth removal still cost me a thousand bucks and some change. Whether that was just for the procedure or if the dude slipped in some questionable line items that I signed for whilst under the influence, tubalescence? I'll never know. There's always next time, I guess. By next time, I mean I still have two wisdom teeth lurking back there in my headpiece, waiting, plotting, biding their time, as wisdom teeth do. Maybe they'll emerge someday and I'll get another chance for redemption. Maybe I'll actually have dental insurance when they do. But probably not. <laughs>